say that he hates me, but he doesn't really say anything to me. Even right now, he looks away while I push spaghetti around my plate. He stares down so intently at his food that it's like he's memorizing every single strand of pasta. The silence is a painful, solid thing that crackles the air between us. I push my bright yellow plate away, force myself to look at his rugged boy face, the stubble on his cheeks, the dark smudges beneath his eyes, the tight line of his mouth that makes his lips disappear. Flipping my fork over, I put it on the side of my plate and steal myself for whatever comes next. But seriously, anything has to be better than this silence. You know, I say, you can hate me and still talk to me. His eyes flick up and meet mine for a second, just a second. I mean, you hated Ian and you talked to him. I hated Megan and I talked to her, I say, referencing two evil pixies who posed as high school humans before they were killed in this escalating war. Hate and rudeness don't have to go hand in hand. Ugh, I can't believe I said hand in hand. I sound like my mother. My bamboo fork falls off the plate with a clacking noise. I didn't balance it well, I guess. I pick it up again. I could kill Nick with this fork. That's how strong I am now. Well, maybe not kill him because he is one tough, shape-shifting wolf, but I could hurt him. Not that I'd ever want to. I don't hate you, Zara. I hate this situation. I hate that when you first got here, you were this normal, depressed, pacifist girl who cared about human rights and peace, and now you're this... Now you spend your nights hunting down evil. Now you kill without blinking an eye, and it's just part of your routine. I hate what you've become. His voice cracks the tension between us, evaporates my random thoughts, and before I can even answer him... He stands up and heads to the sink, bringing his plate with him. My adrenaline pulses and I will myself to be calm, to not cry or fill up too much with the anger that comes from being offended. His metal fork rubs across the ceramic surface as he scrapes off the remnants of the meal. I'll clean up. You go get ready. It's our night to patrol. I know that. I know that it's our team's turn to look for pixies, but it doesn't make me happy. I never imagined that I would dread spending time with Nick, yet I do. I wish Astley were here. He wouldn't say he hated what I've become if I magically turned back to human, I don't think. And what have I become that's so hate-worthy? A pixie. A killing machine who wears jeans with peace signs on them a protector of my friends and this crazy town. Someone who eats spaghetti way too often. But that's my life now, and I'm totally okay with it. I just wish Nick was, too. He's the real killing machine around here, the big were-warrior, and now that I can protect people, too, he gets all uptight about it. I think it's because I lack testosterone. Just thinking about the whole double standard of it makes me cranky. We need more people to help us patrol, I say. I've said it about a dozen times in the last two days. It would just put them at risk. 
Humans can't fight pixies. We could make an army, train them. Devin and I have been talking about it a lot. You'd be sending them to slaughter. The argument is pointless. We've had it before. Standing up, I stare at Nick's broad back as he faces the sink. The muscles of his shoulders work as he moves his arms to turn on the faucet. The water runs down the drain, swirling the spaghetti bits into the trash compactor, where they'll be ground into nothing. Everything leaves so easily. It is there and seems so real, and then it can just get washed away. I miss my grandmother, Betty. She's run off, turned into a tiger, and left. Every patrol I look for her, she's never there. And I miss Nick. He's here, but he's always angry. Nothing like the old Nick.